Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Well, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Yesterday, I started talking about two different types of therapies, specifically humanistic and existential approaches. And as I continued my research, I discovered that there are a lot of consistencies with the tenets of a 12-step program, specifically when we consider the significance of the serenity prayer, which is to be granted with the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. However, some argue against the degree to which AA or Alcoholics Anonymous identifies a disease or the person's addiction as the central character trait, because naturally this can lead some to interpret it as a notion of powerlessness. And I'll admit that that's probably why I find psychology and existentialism in general to be so fascinating, because me, myself, and I can have three different reactions and emotional responses to an existential thought, all of them valid, all of them legit, and all of them completely opposite of the other. I can feel really empowered by the fact that we are all just floating on a rock, but I can also feel really terrified by that. And if I'm honest, that's really what makes life so damn interesting and difficult, because it is nuanced. It's everything, everywhere, all at once, which was a movie about existentialism. But in my perspective, there is a balance between acceptance and surrender and free choice and free will. I personally believe there's so much empowerment in knowing that some things I can control and put work towards, while there will be some things that I can't and shouldn't even try to. 
But like I mentioned in the beginning of yesterday's episode, it comes back to emotional awareness. Being able to name what you feel can help you reconnect to what you actually need so you don't get caught up in the cycle of feeling. I find every time I try to sidestep a feeling or an emotion, it ends up biting me in the ass and creating more of a burden than if I would have just sat with it, identified it, and dealt with it in real time. Because there have been countless times where I cursed myself out, hated myself, and gotten a cycle of sadness and self-pity and shit talk when the thing that could have fixed everything was a sandwich. But the problem is, Sometimes it's not as simple as a sandwich, and it's not as simple as saying, I'm mad or sad or happy. And we've talked before about how most Americans don't have language for the emotions that they're feeling, not only because we don't talk about emotions properly, but because we weren't given the language. There have been many studies where people really only think they have five to six different emotions, or the capacity for that many, when in reality, most of our emotional responses to things cannot be neatly packaged into happy or sad or mad or afraid. More often than not, it is a combination of many emotions. So by learning to name it or increase awareness of it at the very least can really help us make sense of them. By becoming aware, we can express them and then regulate them and then reflect on them and then eventually transform and correct those emotions if they are negatively interfering with your life or they continue to be a maladaptive response to those feelings. But this is one of the most fundamental overall goals of EFT treatment. In fact, studies have shown that naming a feeling in words helps decrease amygdala arousal. So once people recognize how they feel, they are more likely to understand what they need and become way more motivated to meet them. So the first step is becoming aware of and symbolizing core emotional experiences in words, which can provide access both to how we adapt and the action that we tend to take within that emotion. So I think this is where everybody gets confused. We say feel a feeling, not interpret the feeling or overthink the feeling. We say let the feeling course through your body, but then we also say we must label that feeling. And us as humans struggle with the balance because I have become a professional at over-intellectualizing my feelings. I am incredibly self-aware but I'll still fuck up and I'll watch myself do it. I think becoming aware of a feeling, even if you don't have the language, really comes back to acceptance, learning to tolerate and sit with big feelings, good or bad, without detaching, without reaching for your phone or reaching for the comfort of something else, just for a moment so that you can identify if it needs to change, if you have a new goal or a need or concern that needs to be addressed. But as I've mentioned before, emotion is meant to be a communication. It's meant to inform us of what we need to do next. And after we're informed, we are meant to take action. And I'll follow up by saying this quote from Psychiatry Online, which says, Expressing emotion in therapy does not involve the venting of secondary emotions, but rather overcoming avoidance to experience and express previously constricted primary emotions. And I think what they're getting to is that a lot of us cope by masking our emotions with other ones. We're not allowed to feel sad, so we get angry. Or we're not allowed to feel angry, so we get sad. Or we're not allowed to get sad, so we get frustrated and we take it out over here. But by learning to sit with bad feelings, good feelings, big feelings, small feelings, we can learn to clarify what those emotions are actually masking and hiding and trying to communicate with us 
before we tried to cover them up with other feelings. Because the human tendency to avoid expressing painful emotions is real, it's valid, and it's legit. But we must encourage ourselves to overcome that avoidance and learn to approach painful emotions that society may have smacked out of us. Because I'll be the first to tell you, anger is not dangerous. What you do with anger can be, but anger itself is protective. It's informative, and it tells you what you're passionate about. Let it inform you. Do not let it dictate you. If you've ever thought men shouldn't cry or that crying's for babies, also wrong. Emotional tears have stress hormones in them. They make you healthier. They make you feel better. They help you regulate your nervous system, and they happen for a reason to every gender, to everybody. But learning to govern this sense of avoidance is not an easy process. Learning to become tolerant with our emotions and big feelings that we've previously learned how to avoid, especially over a lifetime, is going to take a lot of work. Try to find safe people to do this around and safe ways to do this. And again, you don't need to pry into tough emotions that you don't want to. But as emotions arise in the future, because they will, try your best not to disconnect from those emotions and instead focus on the processing portion. Become curious because learning to regulate, learning to reflect, learning to change, all of those things are well and good as long as we're regulating the actual emotion. But so many of us are so disconnected from the initial feeling or the initial why or the initial how that we cannot even identify the proper emotion for what it was trying to communicate with us in the first place. And it creates a giant disconnect between ourselves and ourselves, honestly. Anyway, My idea was to make the weekend episode shorter, but here I am, eight minutes in, still wanting to chat. (laughs) I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.